Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go, gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Good morning. Good morning. I got Bowl in the studio. How are you today, sir? I am great. Good morning. Uh-huh. How are you doing, Dave? Not too bad. I can't complain. Yep. Nice, We're... beautiful day outside. Going to get I... a little bit warmer, but it's it's perfect fall weather outside. I know, right? It marks the end of kind of the unofficial end of summer, I yep. guess, mm-hmm. sort of speak this weekend. And, Most uh, people are fully back in school by this point, oh, yeah. or they'll be starting later on this week. So uh, our sales have kind of staggered off a little bit. The people who needed computers for whatever school or college they're going to have kind of sort of gotten them. And a lot of people have had their computers repaired over the past month or two. Okay. So uh, awesome. Yeah, this and the one-day event starting back up yep. next. Is it next week? Right? It is oh, next okay. weekend. Yep, okay. this is the last free weekend <laughs> without a recycling event. Um, you can always bring your electronics to BLH. We will sure. always accept electronics whenever we're open. Uh, I actually forgot on the way here where our first one is. I think it's Peoria County, but I don't exactly remember. I will definitely have that information next weekend. But uh, okay. awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. start our recycling event. It's events. hard to be- hard mm-hmm. to believe. And the Illinois State Museum, the growing up act. I wanted to bring up too because uh, the last day is Monday yep. for that. And that's hard to believe that. Yeah, wow, that's already it's, gone. I I, I was expecting months still, but yeah, yeah. It's, it seemed like it just opened up the yep. other day. So if you haven't gone, you make sure you check that out because it's it's great. The the couch, the eighties couch, the yep. Nintendo, the the working CRT oh, TV, oh, the working yeah. Nintendo. Uh, the Illinois State Museum came to us and asked us if we would donate some things to their exhibit. The main thing they were interested in was working components, so yes. we actually went and tested. Uh, there's a record player that works completely fine, an old Nintendo Nintendo Entertainment <laughs> System hooked up to an old CRT TV. Uh, there's all kinds of working electronics that we wanted to make sure that is part of that Growing Up X exhibit. Yeah, that, it, it, it's great if you haven't been, or maybe you, know, maybe you have grandkids or yep. kids that you just wanted them to see what it was like. Yeah. It, it, it's great. It, and it reminds me of a simpler time, you know, because right now <laughs> we're just so connected to everything. And, yep. and kind of that era there, you know, is just, it, we weren't connected to anything. That's and it exactly was, right. It, it was nice. I, I really, I mean, I, I have to admit, I miss it. Yeah, you could buy a I, video game that was the whole package. There were no <laughs> updates needed for it. No, no digital DLCs. downloads. Yep, no yep. digital downloads. You open a physical box, and there was a physical game in there instead of a code that you would enable Redder. online. Yep, you had yep. that cartridge. I miss blowing those car- those yep. NES cartridges, blowing up because yep, you weren't supposed it, to really clean them. The technology was so simple that yeah, a little. I mean, a little bit of dust can cause issues with a- any Anything, electronic yeah. as of now. But yeah, you just blow in the end of it, put it back in. The machine makes sure, a lot of the times that resolved whatever issues you were having. Yeah, it's just wow. a simple connection issue. And I, I have taken my children three times to this exhibit. Really, they're they're 
a little interested in the Growing Up X, but a lot of the times they want to see the rest of the museum as sure. well. It's completely Absolutely. free. You can yep. go anytime you want. Yep. Just it's open until 4.30, uh, 9, 9.30, I think 9 to 4.30 today. Right on. And I believe noon to 4.30 tomorrow is what they're open, and then Monday back to yeah. the 9 to... Monday is Labor Day, Monday so we is, are actually oh, yes. closed, as a matter of fact. Yes. Village will be closed. Be all all locations, yep. all... Yep, awesome, awesome. Yep, so I might take the kids to there Labor, uh, to it, the Labor very day. last day on Labor Day. Yeah. yeah, what a great way to spend the time together and yeah. check that out again. The clothes, though, I like that wall of <laughs> that wall of yes. clothes, man. That brings back mm-hmm. so many memories. Yeah, because it's not just technology. We have our oh, own yeah. little exhibit where it's it. Uh, there's actually a little like plaque or placard or whatever that says. Uh, Presented by, by BLH, BLH, which is really right. cool. And we have something in our glass uh, display at our Springfield location, which is where our museum sort of began. We started sure. putting older really. electronics in just our glass display up front. And those get a lot of attention, as a matter of fact. Oh, it's yeah. pretty great to hear people ask about the stuff in there. And I cannot tell you how many people ask to buy something that's in the, the case. Right. And that stuff, we don't test. We don't know if it works. We don't, we don't know anything about it at all. We're just like, this is a very cool old piece of technology we might have grown up with. I mean, there's like even like a, I think it's a Mr. Rogers VHS tape. Oh, yeah. So just something, you know, just nostalgia type stuff. And uh, the beta, the beta yeah. tapes, those, that brought back some memories sure too in the, mm-hmm. in the Illinois State Museum. So we have our own oh. museum of oh, stuff yes, that yes, you absolutely. can come and check out. And they took a bunch of stuff to the Illinois State Museum. And all of this stuff is just very cool to browse through. It's completely free to come check it out at our location or the State Museum. And you've got in your museum, if I'm not mistaken, still the uh, original iPhone. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, that That's cool yep. because... Looks like a bar of soap almost. I mean, yeah, yeah it looks like a bar of soap. It's, yep. it's amazing to think I was there when that first iPhone yep. came out, and here we are going to be next month with the Apple event. They're going to be announcing the, the iPhone 15. It's like, yep. wow, how... How amazing how, how things have changed. changed. Mm-hmm. And the adapters, the or the plugs, I should say, from those big old bulky plugs to the lightning plugs yep. and now probably the wireless. The, the wireless. Yeah. yeah. It's always hard to realize the importance of that piece of technology at the time frame. So I, I talk to people about video games where like older video games, oh. when that game came out, it was the best game at the time. Oh, yeah. And so that first version of the iPhone, not only was it the best phone at the time, but oh. it was, it exceeded several standards. And I mean, we're, we are talking in comparison to like Blackberry, which Blackberries were very powerful and very, very unique. Right. Uh, there were Windows OS phones as well. Apple just kind of was the entire package everything that most sure. the general population wanted and needed and a very convenient user-friendly package so when this technology was introduced it was almost revolutionary it, yeah it, it was everything it, it did and and i i mean thanks to apple i believe phones wouldn't be where they're at today yep. without that original that iphone screen, I mean, touch yeah screen. that's Something people didn't know that they wanted, yep. but yet they wanted it. And now look at us. I mean, look how we're addicted yeah. to our phones. Because it could certainly it. be a crush, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be. But, yeah, seriously, though, I mean, you, you look at that and, wow, it was it was a revolutionary for the time. Yep. And being on a, you know, you were on a 2G network and you thought, man, you were really cool. It's kind of like the 88 computers and Commodore 64 yep. to what we have now. It's like 
Holy cow. It's that's easy, how. It's easy to forget that you used to pay for individual text messages. Yeah. And people had to wait until, if you waited until 7 p.m. or 9 p.m. or whatever your special time was, the overnights and weekends, uh. you get free overnights and weekends. So most people wanted to use, wait until then to use their phone. And then the actual minutes that they paid for are, you know, for during the day if you need to call banks or whoever. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just, it's the, the way things have changed mm-hmm. is just so amazing. Or even the, like you were just saying, the minutes though, because I would wait till after 10 o'clock to yep. make a lot of phone calls or early morning on the weekends. The on my nights and weekends. Yeah, yep. I, I, would, <laughs> I, I, I was guilty of that for sure. And it, then they went all unlimited and they didn't have a, even though we have unlimited, now we have gaps on it yeah. or caps. Throttling. It was yep. truly unlimited at the time. Yep. And then they saw, well, they were losing money because of that. Yep. So they had so, to figure out a way to. They just throttle it, just slow you down a little bit. Yeah. The Illinois State Museum is a great uh, yes. exhibit to show something like that on. I mean, when you explain to kids or grandkids that the boombox that is, you know, like two feet long <laughs> by a foot tall yeah. weighs 25 or however many pounds, uh, that was the best piece of technology at the time. Sure. It was everybody wanted it. Everybody saw after it. It was high quality. It was probably pretty expensive. I mean, you were cool if you had something oh, like yeah. that. And then, like, the Discman, the Walkman came oh, out. Yeah. Uh, the portable cool. video games. Yeah. yeah. You, you got, got the kinda, Game Boy in there, too. Yeah, you got to kind of uh, notice the history of things and how these things changed. Like, when the Game Boy came out, that was one of the first actual, real, portable Damn. video game Devices. Yeah. So before and it, that, and it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I ha- I still have one, yep. the original Game Boy in the box. And I mean, it was cool to get that and feel that and like, wow, you are really something. Mm-hmm. And then they come out with the Game Boy Color. Yeah. And then it's like, holy cow. Whoa. What, a, what a revolutionary <laughs> concept to go from black and white to color, color. and yeah. like a handheld device. And it's, yeah. if you weren't there, it's hard to appreciate the right. things nowadays. Like our, we're just talking about our cell phones. A lot of people, you don't think about how expensive, how overwhelmingly crazy these phones are and what yeah. they can do and the amount of data that they can hold, the access that they can have. Uh, one of the articles oh. you sent me was about Apple trying to get your ID as part of oh, the yeah. wallet. Yeah. So now yeah. if you need to present your ID somewhere, if they have an RFID scanner, you just tap your phone on it and it authenticates your driver's yeah. license. So, yeah, that, that blows my mind too. Well, we yep. need to take a quick commercial break. Back to the BLH show on 92.7 WMAY. Phone lines are open, 217-629-7970. Or if you don't have the app, you can be found on the Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. And I kind of wanted to go back to Apple because they're having their event, like I said, uh, on the 12th about the new iPhone and the new, I think, iPods maybe going to USB-C. And then we were just talking about the 
the uh, digital wallet, I believe yep. it was. Yep. Apple um, is wanting to add your driver's license, your state photo ID to their wallet. And they've got like Arizona, Colorado, Maryland, and Georgia are the, yeah. already on board with this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, and that kind of makes me, that kind of makes me a little nervous having a digital driver's license. Yes. Just because of all the stories that you hear about uh, places getting your information, getting hacked more, yeah. more specifically, um, like locally, you know, with St. John's and uh, we also have the telescope. I kind of want to go yeah. to the telescope first. Somebody hacked into two of the world's largest telescopes. Yeah. And it's like, you were, we were talking off air. What do they have to gain by hacking into this? Yeah, the, mean, one that really- they, the one that they hacked into is based in Hawaii and it's... I mean, yeah, this isn't even like any kind of intelligence sort of thing. This is literally them trying to map stars and other constellations. I I don't see what you would stand to gain, besides notoriety, of course. Right. If you just want to be known as the person who hacked one of the world's most impressive telescopes, but it begs the question on how much security would this telescope necessarily even need? Right. This isn't an example of like the hospitals where I imagine, we'll talk about the hospitals here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because I imagine they have really strict rules for their security. Whereas, I mean, this is a telescope. You just, right. It's pointing up. I don't know. If, yeah. What do you have to gain by that? I mean, like you said. Two telescopes than- on the opposite side of the world that share, basically they share images with each other, so they try and create a much better 3D pattern of the universe. Right. And That's- it's, there's almost nothing to gain from this. I could see if maybe the computer that was running it is also linked to somebody's personal information, but it's that's such a small chance. You're hacking a telescope for a chance of getting somebody's Gmail, somebody's credit card that might be linked to it if they bought stuff on Amazon or something. But I couldn't even see. I couldn't even see that happening. But I yeah. guess it, I guess it could be like your your fish tank story yep. that you go back to where they got into the fish tank to get information, yep. you know, and hack that way. But so I, that was just, I that's just, such a silly story to hear about uh, hackers attacking a telescope. I mean, it's yeah. I could understand. I guess if it could be used. As like a weapon in some sort of right. sense. I mean, it might be, and I just can't quite think of it, but it's it's a little crazy to think that they would want to hack uh, just a telescope just for the sake of doing it. Well, we I mean, have like the... Yeah, like Paramount. I mean, yep. they hacked into Paramount, but Paramount's kind of keeping it hush-hush. Yeah. They're not saying if it's employees, if it's customers, yep. who who's all affected by this. That has an actual target. You yeah. hack, you hack a right. streaming service because you want personal information. You right. want a list. You don't want... The, the telescope might be, you know, if there's one, two, three, maybe ten people who run it that right. log into their accounts, you might get that many people's... You, information right. at best but like paramount that's like almost a guaranteed list yeah. of People, customers yeah. if they keep if they don't hash uh passwords or credit card information correctly, then congratulations, you just got email addresses, passwords, you just got credit card information. So that is something where there's actual something to be gained by hacking Paramount. There's an actual financial benefit to it. It doesn't make any sense why you would target something like the telescope. Right. Or even, even, uh, to the hospitals now, you know, like Saint, yeah. like Saint John's, their their parent company. You know, they're under cyber attack. The employees haven't been able to do anything electronically since the twenty eighth. Yeah, um, I talked to an employee uh, last last night. They come out to bike night, you know, to scan their thing, and they said it's been crazy over there. Yeah. So it, 
it, it's but the, again, they have an audience though that they're trying to get. They're, yeah, this is something that I think this is even more yeah. important information than Paramount. Oh, you, you absolutely. A, you, you just gain financial information if you hack Paramount, whereas this is you got medical. It's still you, the dollar sign is still in there somewhere. People are you know are wanting to sell this sort of stuff. But yeah, this is the Hospital Sisters uh, right. Association or something. Yeah, and not just lines. the fact Springfield is expecting Effingham, I believe, is on the list. Um, I think there's what Decatur. I want to say Decatur. I can't remember. Yeah, it's there's several. A, there's about twenty of them. They're between Wisconsin and Illinois. It looks like they're pretty much just in those two states. But it's a uh, back. It's a background system that sure. all of these hospitals use together to share uh, medical information. So yeah, that's something that is incredibly Huge. important. That is something that Huge. is overwhelmingly worth hacking for people who are going to do it. But this, to me, when I read something like this, it affects these 20 different hospitals. I imagine all of these hospitals' security is top-notch. Yeah, oh, absolutely. has to be high-quality security. You're dealing with social security numbers. You're dealing with data bursts. I mean, it's got to be. You're dealing with biometric data as well. With all the rules that we have as far as biometric data and massive companies such as like Apple, Six Flags, Facebook, Google, with those getting in trouble for not handling biometric data correctly. We are talking about hospitals and that's all they do is keep your medical information and share it with another hospital in case you need to go to this other hospital. Right. So I imagine their rules are overwhelmingly strict. I nine times out of ten, the human error is where the issue is. So this could have very easily came from somebody accidentally clicking an email and uh, sure. a link in an email, and it's not the right one. But it says in here that there is going to be an uh, independent FBI investigation, and I imagine it's going to be something along the lines of, did you have you know, security one, security two, security three in place? If those were all in place and they were all actively being used correctly, sure. I imagine that these hospitals did, they actually did take care of what they were supposed to, and this is just an example of that game of cat and mouse that we oh, yeah. always talk about. Oh, absolutely. You can have the strictest security in the world, and someone will figure out a backdoor to it. Oh, absolutely. It's just software. It's all code. It's all... If you can figure out the right, right password, or even if you just overwhelm the system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with certain things, I'd be like that Windows 11. There's the Windows 11 bug now yep. with the processors. That now. is, yeah, silly. There's an <laughs> update for Windows 11 that if you restart your computer, it could give you a the, the processor bl- unidentified or something like that. Yeah, it gives you a blue screen, and it fails. Right. Most of those computers automatically roll back the update by themselves. So a lot of the times, if you get that blue screen that says processor failure, processor critical. I don't remember exactly what it is, but the computer should resolve the issue by itself. If it doesn't, that should be a fairly simple thing that we can resolve. So you can feel free to bring it to us or, you know, a trusted tech support person. But But it's again, like you said, it's a game of cat and mouse. You know, they're always updating it and you've got to have the latest security. But then again, it might break something Mm -hmm. else in that, in the time frame or in that, you know, while it's while you're trying, while they're trying to fix something else, yeah. so. it's funny to think about like how software works, and it's yeah. just lines of codes. And if you yep. can find that exact breakpoint, if you can find where uh, there might be a space in the wrong spot, one of the my favorite ways I like to think about it is I like to watch speedrunners in video games. Mm. So people who want to beat the game, you know, from create the the name of the character to end. Uh, 
movie, whatever plays, and you want to do it as fast as possible. And some people do this in like three minutes. You beat literally an entire game in three minutes because you break the code. Well, okay, we'll finish talking about this after our break, I suppose. All right. <laughs> we'll be we, right back. Yeah, we need to take a quick commercial break. The phone lines are open, 217-629-7970 if you'd like to join in. and internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Welcome back to 92.7, the BLH Show. And I wanted to go back to, since we got kind of cut off there because of the commercial break, yeah. uh, the... Uh, Talking about software and how right. it, no matter how good it is, people will always try and find a way to break it. I was... I was mentioning video games and how that's like oh. a, an entire package that is delivered to you that is supposed to be, you know, complete. Most of games have thorough testing done to them oh, for yeah. people to try and find exactly what I'm mentioning. Speedrunners who find little breaks, little holes. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite ones was a guy who uh, messed with the, he figured out how much internal RAM the system has and that it can only load, I think it was 256 items at any given time. So if he shoots 255 arrows and then he opens the door that's behind him to go into the boss room to fight the boss to get, you know, the special item. The room loads, but the boss fails to load because it's hit the max limit on the RAM and it clears out all of the loaded items. So he just figured out a nifty way to have the computer, the system, use itself <laughs> against itself, and that's what these speedrunners do, is they'll go to a oh, corner wow. and you'll look at every individual pixel and you'll find one pixel that is just not in the right spot, or you can activate something and you just break through the wall. Next thing you know, you're running through the actual outside of the game environment itself, completely bypassing all security, completely breaking the game, getting to the end boss fight where he doesn't even load correctly because you haven't hit this step, this step, and this step. You went ahead and bypassed them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of back in the day with the Nintendo, you know, those little cheats that you had with Super Mario. Those were things that were actually, most of the time, cheat codes are when people make a video game, they, you don't want to go through the entire game just to test level 12. Right. So you enter a cheat code that takes you automatically, blah, blah. So those are actual pieces of software that are implemented and included in the game where speedrunners look for ways to break it. You look for ways to use it against itself. And that's all that's all hacking typically is is you try and overwhelm the system or you try and find where two pieces of code don't line up exactly perfectly and that's how people find these back doors. Oh, wow. It's crazy. And, you know, two, one of the things I wanted to bring up is is since people, you know, are always trying to hack and trying to get your data, always, you know, protect yourself. Yes. Protect yourself and freeze your credit reports. That's yeah. one of the one things that you can do as a consumer because you have to give it out to get, you know, like your your cell phones or your whatever the case may be, you know, your credit cards, whatnot or your subscription services, streaming services, you have to give out certain pieces of information. Well, since that can be accessed so easy, oh, you know, freeze your credit. Yeah. So that way, if you know that you're going to go buy a car, then you can unfreeze it the day that you're going to go buy the car yeah. or get the house or 
what what the case may be. But that way, if somebody does have it, you're not going to get somebody opening up a credit card or something, doing something under your name. Yeah. Um, it won't be very easy for them to do that because it's frozen. It's yep. kind of like your, I think you best described it off air as a two-factor yeah. authentication. It's almost exactly like two-factor. If you have it locked down so that nothing can be changed without your approval, either through email or through phone call. I mean, if they get your email, obviously two-factor fails. But right. if right. somebody tries to sign up for a car or a loan, you should get some kind of notification, hey, your credit's frozen. Did you mean to do this? And that's when you would say either yes or no, or you turn it off in advance if you know you're going to be doing something like this. Sure. Yeah. So it's two-factor. It's You are giving up convenience for security, but they are completely, totally opposite ends of the scale. Oh, absolutely. You have to give up one for the other. That's There's nothing that is extremely convenient. You just push a button and access all the information you want without the chance of a hacker also getting in the position that they can push that button and get all of the information that they want. Right. And in this case here, I'd rather have it locked down and be a little inconvenient knowing that nobody else has my information. Yep. Or if, say, somebody, and this happened to me uh, years ago where somebody keyed in my social but put their information on it. Well, I got dinged on my credit report because of it because they entered a digit that was two digits or three digits. Who knows what it was off for mine. So freezing your own credit would have halted that in its tracks and it would have notified you, did you mean to do Do this? this. Did you attempt to sign up for this? And you go, no, of course not. Yeah, absolutely. So so you're protecting yourself and these and these hackers, I mean, they they do anything to try to get your data. And then once they do, they'll start calling you, spamming you. What they don't even need to do that. There's I mean there's a there's a a section of hackers (laughs) that will do that. There's a section of hackers that will just sell the data. There's a section of hackers who will just, if they gain access to your phone, they won't let you know. They won't change anything. They will just observe. Find out what you can find out over the long term and see how long you could view this person's phone without them catching on to it. This brings us all the way back to what we were talking about with the Apple ID, the wallet, putting your driver's license in there. It is so much more convenient if somebody asks to see your ID and you just tap your phone to the RFID reader oh, yeah. and it, their system says, oh yeah, you're over 21, you can purchase alcohol or, you know, you're, you're whatever age needs to be. If they need to see your ID, it would just show up on their screen there, but you're giving up security for that. Sure. There is security in not putting that stuff automatically in your phone. I do have to pull my wallet out, pull my ID out, show you my ID, but that's inconvenient. So that's where I'm, I'm not a fan of putting the driver's license in the wallet but, but same token is, though, you have to pull your phone out or get your phone if it's your phone's in your pocket. So at that point, right, it's you just tap almost it. You don't a, have to unlock yeah. it. You don't have to even – you don't have to show them anything. You literally just tap your phone on the RFID, and it shows up on their screen. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, even if they don't see a picture of your photo ID, if all they need to do is scan it, and when they scan it, you know their system verifies yes or no, tapping it on that would just go, oh, yes, automatically. I don't even – that also gets to the point where how – 
easy would it be to fake somebody's ID yeah, at that, that point? That's what I was if actually you don't need just to thinking. show a photo ID, and if it just tells the system, yes, you're over 21 years of age, so you can purchase alcohol, but you're actually, you know, under that age. Well, and it brings up another thing: is what if what if the phone is stolen and they somehow figured out your code, yeah. and now they're buying alcohol? Maybe maybe they're not 21. Maybe they're 19 or 20, well, and they and, hacked into and the, it. And, and actually, the example that I'm speaking of: if you steal somebody's phone, you just go up there to purchase alcohol and they're like, I need to see your ID. And if you just tap their phone on the RFID thing and it says, oh, yep, good, accepted, that's a huge security breach right there. There's no verification needed other than my electronic device tells your electronic device Everything is kosher. Oh yeah, and with so I'm sure there there's going to be some more rules in there. I don't know if if they need you to verify by also showing your physical ID. That defeats the entire purpose. Right. So I be I, I don't I think with this they don't want you to have a physical ID. I think it's yeah. I think, I think it's right. one one or the other. I, I if I'm not mistaken, I'm if, pretty sure it's right. I know the main thing that it talks about on this is the absolute biggest thing that this is used for, and I don't see it really being used for. A whole lot. We talked about the four states that it was available in, sure. and it's mostly TSA. Right. So it's mostly getting through airport Secure, security. security. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but if still, you steal somebody's phone, and yeah, yeah, the system just says it's this person and without any verification. Y- then. You're in an airport. Yeah, absolutely. And seeing what happens here, I think we got a call coming in. Hello, you're on the BLH show. Good morning. Good morning. Next question. Sure. Do I have uh, I have tested it, but it's not something that I've used thoroughly. Okay, I was just interested as if any of you all have done that. Since I know you're all techies. Of yeah, what our, your our head lab tech average Miguel daily use that. for for ChatGPT for it. So it's just a, seems like it's. I'm hearing from. A lot of resources that you know, AI is uh, this is kind of the wave of the future. Of course, it's here now. Yep. But I uh, just wanted to see hey, if it had infiltrated your domain. <laughs> so our head lab tech Miguel, he uses ChatGPT for several things. As a matter of fact, he had it look over the code of our Otis, which is our uh, ticketing system and just find ways that it can be more convenient. So if you have a block of 10 lines of code, if you can make that run with one line of code. So he was actually able to speed up our process behind the scenes quite a bit with it, which was very nice. I know I have a lot of friends who do use it on a daily basis for numerous, numerous things. So yeah, I completely agree that AI is going to be the way of the future. Yeah, I, I, I believe so. I believe so too, and and back to you know back to the hackers and now AI. Oh man! You know you yeah. start you start factoring that into it. What is AI going to? How is that going to help the hackers figure out other you know security you know backdoors yeah. and what's going to happen with that? Actually, yeah. I just started thinking about that. It's, it's crazy. TED Talks is uh, technology education, and I think it stands for development. TED Talks are very informational. Uh, speeches that people give about technology and other sort of things. There are TED Talks out there regarding AI and its implementation in computers. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about any of that sort of stuff. It is a it is a wide, wide yeah. subject. I'm going to say that's going to be a, like a whole other... I mean, it, yeah. it ranges from <laughs> turn my coffee maker on at 6 a.m. to, I mean, it's, it's entirely possible that this uh, telescope hacking was accidental because somebody created an AI that just looked for open, easy to uh, hack 
systems and yeah. oh hey look we accidentally found this telescope in Hawaii that uh oh we put ransomware on it I didn't Ooh. mean to it happened now we're moving forward with that but <laughs> so yeah AI is is certainly being implemented in a lot of things between Bing has implemented it oh, yeah. in uh, Edge as a oh, very yes. very big piece and uh, it will be in the latest Windows OS's moving forward right because they got rid of uh, Cortana yep. I believe it, it is yep. um, they got rid of that so and they want to go with the AI yep. stuff so yeah and it, it might not be chat GPT specifically but chat GPT is sort of like the Google where you know you can use many many search the engines Google, yeah. you Google the internet you go and look yeah. for blah 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 so it's not it might not necessarily be specifically chat GPT, but it is this AI language learning model that just, it gets smarter the more people use it. And if you have millions and billions of people using this AI, it is going to it, right. it is going to advance Well, well it, it makes me nervous. Uh, a while back, you know, we were talking about the AI and the Tesla bots that I said it looked like a scene out of the Terminator. Yep. Well, if this is a learning yeah. tool, a learning tool, uh, you laugh, but it's true, though. I mean, they <laughs> yeah, look no, right. like actual bots from the Terminator, and it makes me nervous because they're picking up stuff. And they're throwing away, you know, dropping stuff, moving around like it's nothing. And you start implementing, a, put that AI on that. Yep. Wow. Where's this going? Yep. And AI is typically not able to assess the situation and break its own rules depending on the situation. Right. All right. We need to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back after this. Phone lines are still open. Welcome back to the BLH Show on 92.7 WMAY. If you'd like to join us, uh, 217-629-7970. And you want to just call and talk to oh, yeah. about these things after the radio oh, show. Absolutely. Feel free to call the BLH store at 585-1580. Absolutely. That way, if you have any of your Windows questions or maybe there's an update not quite working right. If you just want yeah. to complain oh. about the price increase oh, yeah, some of these subscriptions. Oh, yeah, like Amazon. Okay, well, not... It's not a subscription for for the Amazon shipping. Um, if you don't have pr- a Prime membership, they're raising it from twenty five bucks to thirty five bucks if you buy something to get the free yeah to get the free shipping. So they're not necessarily raising prices on like pr- subscriptions or any of their items or anything, but they are increasing the amount of money you have to spend in order to get free shipping. So right. it's yeah, they're just taking money away from people. Absolutely, it's like why? I mean, why? What? What's changed? Especially. Ten bucks is quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of a hike. Maybe five bucks. I don't know. In my personal opinion, if your company or corporation has a profit, you shouldn't be raising prices in the beginning. I know there's, you know, expansion and there's, uh, you know, years worth of stuff that they're trying to do, but it's ridiculous that Amazon is. I mean, he's the most rich person like in the entire world, almost. At least one of the top people in the entire world. And I know, I'm pretty sure he's stepped down, and other people are running it. But Amazon itself is such a massive, massive company. Yeah. 
and oh. they're raising their prices. Yeah. Some of the other ones that are massive, massive companies are like Verizon. Verizon. Yeah, I'm just thinking that Verizon. They're following T-Mobile. Last week we talked about T-Mobile doing the hundred dollar yeah. uh, single line plan. Now Verizon's doing ninety dollars, but it doesn't include yep. the taxes like T-Mobile. Yep. So by the time you factor in the taxes, it's the same price. Could very well be T- over T- that as a matter of yeah, fact. actually yeah. a little bit over that. Yeah, and it doesn't come with any extra perks nope. other than more faster 5G data, but most people probably would never use all that high-speed data that they're offering. I think that's, what, 60, 60 gigs of... I think is what it was. It's uh, 60 gigs of mobile hotspot oh, data, mobile hot. 10 gigs of unthrottled international data, and access to the 5G ultra-wideband network. So if you're the president of a company, if you do a lot of international travel, if you do send 60 gigs worth of data where you're not near a wireless connection point, that could be something that I could see people would want, but still, it's just a hundred, a hundred bucks. I mean, to go up to a hundred bucks, I think it was like 80 bucks, but they were a little bit backed off. Like I think the hotspot data was only like 30 gigs of the hotspot data, if I remember correctly, but still, that's just a huge jump into a single line plan. Most people like you and me were like, we want ways to save money. And, and, uh, I'm like, I don't want to spend that kind of money to access the internet or yep. be on my phone like that. That's To me, that's crazy. Considering how much of almost a utility it is, it's almost oh, impossible yeah. not to have a phone Absolutely. at this point in time. And it's even more difficult to not have access to the internet. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the prices of the internet, you know, the, these companies like Comcast and AT&T and all of them, they constantly are raising their rates every year. And, you know, I have to call and, you know, talk yeah. to them and see about... Threaten to go to a... Yeah. Com- competitor, and a lot of times they're like, "Well, there is no competitor, so good oh. luck with that." Or if they see things like ESPN is looking oh, yeah. to do their own streaming service, they saw how much money Disney Plus was bringing in and oh, Hulu, absolutely. and how many people wanted to add them, and they're like, "Well, let's get a let's yeah. get ourselves a bigger portion of that pie instead and of selling our content under another streaming service. Why don't we make our own?" Right? Yeah. So they're thinking about charging twenty or thirty five dollars. Yeah. I like how that article was so vague yeah. on it. It's twenty or thirty. All like, what the heck? And it's under the code name uh, flagship, I think, yep. is what they want to call the the service. And it's like, okay, well, twenty, maybe twenty dollars, I could see, but thirty five, come on. If and is it going to have willing, that? If more people are willing to pay for it, that's what the standard will be set at. So it is unfortunate. It's the exact same thing with these little incremental changes. If it was seven ninety nine last year and it's nine ninety nine this year, there is a there is an accountant somewhere who goes, well, if we charge two dollars more, our annual revenue ends up being this. We are estimated to lose this number of people. Whereas if we charge three dollars more, the numbers go in the red. So you got to slowly increase this so that you don't scare enough people away. One or two dollars isn't that big of a deal. But we talked last week about how the original Disney uh, package plan has tripled in price from what it originally was Uh, over these little minor incremental increases. And speaking of minor increases, the Google Nest Aware I wanted to bring up, they're raising their rates too from $6 to $8 or $60 a year to $80 a year. Yep. It's and it's and that's like, like a smart home security right. system that connects all your your Nest cams, your doorbells, smart displays, any other uh, AI speakers that you might have. So when we talked about the smart home and getting everything connected, if you can do everything yourself, you can avoid any kind of subscription model. But this is 
is a subscription for security. So if you don't, if you are not tech savvy, you right. just know you want a smart house where you can access cameras from your phone. You can maybe, you know, uh, check security on your house if doors or cabinets are open, but you're not, you're not tech savvy enough to actually secure this stuff yourself. This, what, that's what this service is. Yeah. And, and that's, to me, that's a, just a big jump. I mean, you know, 20 bucks a year, extra a year yeah. to have an annual subscription and you're, you're saving money by doing it for the annual subscription, yep. but it's something that you need if you've got a smart home and you've got all these, these products, you definitely need to have that. And this is something where it doesn't mention in there at all any increase in service. You don't get right. any better service. You don't get any better security. They're just simply no more raising storage. their price. Yeah, yeah, no additional storage. It, it they they did mention in there that it's for the basic uh, version of it, and there is the advanced version that offers you this, this, and this. But I mean, if those things already existed, and you're again, you're not increasing the quality that I get, the storage that I get, the security I get. You're just raising price. Right. You're just raising the price just because either in line with everything else if all other security systems charge eight dollars per month and you've been charging six dollars per month you're just giving money away and and I, I, to me i just wonder how they justify it since they're not doing anything they're just making extra money you know yeah. at this point for doing the same thing that they were doing at a lower price i i think if it said in there something like we're opening x amount of new centers where because it does come with if you have an incident you can contact them they'll review the security footage they'll send you anything in particular. Mm. The advanced one is somebody can check on you to make sure everything's okay in your security, but that's if you want people to be oh. watching yeah, I know that, but sure you're okay. So. But the, there's that's a whole other security yep. point right there. You know, do you want somebody to actually watch your camera yep. to see what you're doing? And that's that's <laughs> high quality security. But we're talking about these this hospital, this background oh, that oh, yeah. has to have high quality security already as it is. All right, how do they get a hold of you? So you can come and see us at 1832 Stevenson Drive. We will be there until 5 p.m. We are closed Monday on Labor all, Day, yes. all day. Yep. So happy Labor Day, everybody! Happy, happy Labor Day. Uh, they can you can find us at. Uh, 436 North Main. Man, I probably said that 426 wrong. 426 South. I thought it was South Main. Isn't uh, it? I'm so sorry. I will need to, I'll need to get a little card to make sure I'm not wrong about that. But that's our Jacksonville location. They are open until 5 p.m. 123 West Main Cross is our Taylorville location. They are closed today. You can find us on our Facebook, on our Twitter. Not going to say the other one. Oh, <laughs> look at the high. Or on our website, BLH Computer.